Welcome back in, everyone, to the Lucky Shots podcast. We are back again today with the Week 6 Fantasy Show. And same, it's a new week, same story. Uh, went 0-3 in all fantasy leagues, sitting at 2-10 throughout three leagues. It's getting tough. Getting tough. One league, I've got uh, Mike Boone as my only healthy running back going into week six. So it's getting tough. Getting tough. But hopefully for the rest of you, fantasy isn't gonna isn't that hard so far this year. Let's hop right in to the week five heroes, villains, and good Samaritans. Uh, you saw the the cover art for this, Josh Allen. He was the leading scorer of all players this week. He had uh, 424 passing yards, four touchdowns, threw an interception, but had 42 rushing yards as well, giving him 38.16 fantasy points. Then last night, a pretty good game. Not a not exactly what I expected to see from the Chiefs and Raiders, but a good Monday night game nonetheless. The Chiefs do come out on top. And Patrick Mahomes gets himself the quarterback two spot. He had 292 passing yards, four touchdowns, and 28 rushing yards for 30.48 fantasy points. The villains at the quarterback position. uh, Jared Goff is going to find himself in this category after having quite a a decent stint of uh, decent games. He had 229 passing yards, but turned the ball over twice with an interception and a fumble. Only had seven rushing yards for 5.86 fantasy points. Uh, He's a quarterback that you probably streamed a little bit uh, throughout the year and didn't really work out for you this week as he only gets five fantasy points. Russell Wilson going to find himself on the villains uh, for however the however manyth time he had 274 passing yards two interceptions and 22 rushing yards for a measly 9.16 fantasy points again if you're going to be starting a quarterback and they're scoring under 10 points it's never never going to be what you want uh out of that position in the good samaritans we've got geno smith once again putting on a good fantasy performance 268 passing yards, three touchdowns, 13 yards on the ground for 24.02 fantasy points. And then Kirk Cousins, getting back to being that kind of Kirk Cousins uh, where you can start him in fantasy and he'll do pretty decent for you. He had 296 passing yards, a touchdown, an interception, four rushing yards for a rushing touchdown as well, giving him 22.24 fantasy points. Started that game off hot, too. Uh, I think he went 17-17 to start the game. Uh, Justin Jefferson had over 10 catches in the first half. Huge game for uh, them. Barely pulled it out uh, against, I believe it was the Bears. Bears came back, almost won that game. Uh, But nonetheless, a very doable fantasy performance for you if you had him in. At the running back spot, Austin Eckler finds himself up in the top once again with 173 rushing yards, a touchdown on the ground, four catches for 26 yards, and a touchdown through the air for 35.9 fantasy points. Back-to-back weeks now of Austin Eckler performing well. 
And then the same fantasy score tied for first was Leonard Fournette. He had 56 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. But get this, 10 catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown, giving him 35.9 fantasy points. That's hopefully something you're going to continue to see as the page, or as the uh, Buccaneers are starting to find their rhythm, starting to find their identity this season. Could be a lot of Leonard Fournette uh, looking at this game. So big game for both of those guys. In the villains category, a guy that I've been uh, kind of riding the wave on finally did not pay off this week. Jamal Williams only had 56 rushing yards for 5.6 fantasy points. That was it. No catches, no touchdowns, just a very mediocre week uh, from a Lions team that got blown out and I don't believe scored. Then Najee Harris, guy drafted in the in the first round, not putting up stats for you. He only had 20 rushing yards, three catches for 16 yards, only gathering about 6.6 fantasy points. In the Good Samaritans, we've got Brees Hall. How about Brees Hall? Uh, Finally starting to pay off the rookie running back for the Jets. He had 97 rushing yards, a touchdown, two catches for 100 yards as well. One big, like, 90-yard catch. Uh, Got taken down at the one-yard line. I was very upset because I had Zach Wilson. Our league, we have bonuses for long touchdowns, so that would have been a huge bonus uh, on that play. But he gets 27.7 fantasy points. And then Tevin Coleman. Who's he even play for anymore? The 49ers, apparently. He had 23 rushing yards with a touchdown on the ground and three catches for 44 yards and a touchdown through the air, giving him 21.7 fantasy points. So we had Josh Allen. At the quarterback position for our heroes, that's because he had this guy, Gabe Davis, on the receiving end of not one, but two touchdowns. And one of them was a 98-yard touchdown. He had three catches for 171 yards. Two of those were touchdowns for 32.1 fantasy points. You had Gabe Davis. I know somebody in a league this week, and it's the league that we have bonuses, had Gabe Davis and Josh Allen got two bonuses for both players because they have a 98 yard touchdown and a 50 some yard touchdown. Absolutely crazy. Those two players by themselves could have beat half of our fantasy league. Uh, so huge game for both those guys. Then Justin Jefferson, I mentioned he had a lot of catches in the first half, ended with 12 catches for 154 yards, 23 passing yards as well, had 30.32 fantasy points. In the villains category, a guy who's actually been doing decent this year because the Jaguars have also been decent. They're putting things together. Not this week. Christian Kirk only had one catch for 11 yards, giving him 2.1 fantasy points. Not what you want from that guy, Um, especially because he's shown you he can put up points. Didn't do it this week. And then Jalen Waddell struggling without uh, Tua in the lineup. He only had three catches for 27 yards, 5.3 fantasy points. Rough day, rough sledding for him. In the Good Samaritans, for your wide receiver, you had Tyler Lockett this week get five catches, 104 yards, and two touchdowns, giving him 27.4 fantasy points. Then you had De'Ami Brown. He 
kind of had the Gabe Davis special himself. Two catches, 105 yards for two touchdowns, giving him 24.5 fantasy points. And that, that honestly, that stat line just irritates you because you probably have everybody else for Washington. And the guy to get it done was Deami Brown. At the tight end position, a guy who's been a bit of a cheat code at the tight end position uh, for the past few seasons ended up being that cheat code again this week. Uh, Taysom Hill, he had 22 passing yards, a passing touchdown, 112 yards on the ground, and three rushing touchdowns. He's a tight end, didn't have a single receiving stat, and scored you 34.08 fantasy points. You had him, you had yourself a good day. It's just hard to continually put him into that position because you don't know what his role really is in this offense when other players are in. So if you had him in this week, he paid off for you. And then shocker, shocker, we have Travis Kelsey up here with seven catches, 25 yards. So get that, seven catches and 25 yards. You're like, wow, that's nine points, maybe 10. Cool. He caught all four of Patrick Mahomes' touchdowns. All four of them, giving him 33.5 fantasy points. For your villains, Gerald Everett. He's a guy that's been performing pretty well lately. Not this past week. Only had a catch for two yards. Tough. Tough. And then TJ Hawkinson coming off of his gigantic 40-point week. Only had one catch for six yards, 1.6 fantasy points. Kind of kind of what I expected. Uh, I think Amon Ross St. Brown was back. It was a tough game. They didn't put up a lot of points. I don't know if they put up any points and got blown out by the Patriots. So tough, tough week if you bought into TJ Hawkinson going into this week. Then the Good Samaritans, Dallas Goddard getting it done. He had eight catches, 95 yards for 17.3 or 17.5 fantasy points. And then, honestly, why don't we just start making the start of the week the Bengals' uh, tight end if they're playing the Ravens? Remember last year, C.J. Uzama didn't do anything, had the game against the Ravens. Everybody's like, who the hell is this guy? Hayden Hurst had that same game this week, six catches for 53 yards and a touchdown. He had 17 fantasy points for you. Uh I don't know. I don't know what it is, but the Ravens cannot stop a Bengals tight end. He had a great game himself. Now let's get into the starts and sits for week six. We're going to start off at the quarterback position. Who are we going to start up? We're going to start up Kyler Murray against Seattle. Seattle's 27th against quarterbacks. um, And Kyler Murray's got three 20-point games. Seattle gives up about 21 a game to the quarterback position. Uh, it, it may have been tough so far this season with Kyler Murray, but I think this is a get right game. We just saw Jared Goff a couple weeks ago be the top fantasy quarterback uh, on Seattle, and I think Kyler Murray's a better quarterback. He's got better weapons. So start up Kyler Murray. Then we've got Tom Brady going up against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's 18th against fantasy quarterbacks. Brady's coming off back-to-back 300-yard games. Looks like the offense is starting to get it figured out. He's got kind of just a healthy group around him right now. So I like it going up against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is yet to win without TJ Watt. 
and they're not going to have him again. So got to go with Brady. I think it's going to be a great play for you. Sit position at the uh, quarterback position. We got Kenny Pickett going against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's 10th against fantasy quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett didn't do bad last week, but what a tough t- what a tough draw to start your season. You had Buffalo last week. Now you get Tampa Bay. It's going to be rough sledding again. He did get quite a few passing yards last week, but just nothing to make it a fantasy relevant day for you. I think it's going to be more of the same this week. So I would sit Kenny Pickett uh, going up against Tampa Bay. And then let's sit Joe Burrow going up against New Orleans, who is ninth against the fantasy quarterback. Burrow's only been over 20 twice, and New Orleans has not allowed a 20-point performance, uh, except for once. And it just is not not adding up to me. Not going to be a decent game. Uh, hopefully, if you do have Joe Burrow, it's going to be, but I think it's going to be a tough week for him. Starts at the running back position. Let's go with Ramondre Stevenson going up against Cleveland. Cleveland is 23rd against the running back position. Stevenson had 161 rushing yards last week. Damian Harris now has a hamstring injury, so he's either not going to be in or he's going to be limited, uh, giving more opportunities to Ramondre Stevenson. And honestly, looking at this New England backfield, that's what you want. You just want one of the guys to be the guy because neither one of them is the guy. They're splitting. You don't know who's going to get the touchdowns per week. You don't know who's going to have the big game. Ramondre Stevenson, a guy I like going into last year as well. So uh, looking good this week for him. And then this one makes me want to puke the fact that I am saying to start this man. But start Melvin Gordon going up against the Chargers. They are 29th against the fantasy running backs, 25th overall against the run. And they have given up a top 10 running back every week since week two. I I hate to say start Melvin Gordon, but it's looking like it's looking like it's going to be a decent matchup. Um, this could be interchanged with any Broncos running back, uh, depending on who gets the most carries, who gets the most opportunities. We don't know if Latavius Murray is going to be in this week. Uh, so whoever that number one running back is, like projected going into this week. That's who I would start. Um, I imagine it's going to be Melvin Gordon. But Mike Boone didn't have a bad week last week. Latavius Murray, before he came over to the Broncos, had a big day in London. So uh could be any of those guys. So I just say whichever one's projected the highest, put that guy in. Then for your sits, let's sit Alvin Kamara going up against Cincinnati. They are ninth against the running back position. Kamara has two weeks of seven points, uh, and that's it, just seven points. Two weeks without any stats because he wasn't playing, and he's only had one good week going up against uh, Cincinnati, who they're not a great defense, but they're pretty decent against the running back position. Uh, And Kamara underperforming when he is in, not being in, just this flip-flop of is he playing or not. I just say sit him out this week. Not a good matchup. Keep him out of your lineup. Then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, a guy that I've been 
really high on because he's done. He's just performed week in and week out. Not this week. Going up against Buffalo, they're eighth against the running back. They've only given up uh, 20 points once, and that was a collective effort. It's going to be tough sledding for Clyde. Uh, And if you start him, you're really, really going to have to hope he's super involved in the pass game or that he's catching a touchdown. If he doesn't do those two things against uh, Buffalo, he's not going to have himself a good fantasy day. Uh, It's a very hesitant sit because he has been very consistent, but I don't like that matchup. Then in the wide receiver position, let's go with Stephon Diggs. Let's not get cute with it. Going up against Kansas City, they're 25th against uh, the wide receiver position. And this is a a shootout coming. I I know that Buffalo's defense is really good, but I just I feel like this game's gonna be a shootout. Josh Allen just threw for four touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes just threw for four touchdowns. There's gonna be a lot of points to be scored. Stephon Diggs, number one guy for Buffalo. Um we we've seen it. He I think had a three touchdown week a few weeks ago. So it's gonna be a good week, a good matchup for Stephon Diggs. And let's continue to not get cute and let's play Justin Jefferson against Miami. Miami's 24th against the wide receiver position. And Justin Jefferson, his stat line over the last two weeks, over 10 catches, 13 targets, over 100 yards, and 30 fantasy points. That that just tells you what you need to do. You need to start them. You need to get your 30 to 40 points, and especially against Miami, that's that's a golden matchup. It's going to be a lot of fun watching Justin Jefferson go off this week. Then in the sit position, we got Mike Williams going up against Denver, who is third against the wide receiver position. It's first of all, just not a good matchup. Second of all, Keenan Allen could be back, and that's going to cut into Mike Williams. Mike Williams is having a hard time getting to be a part of the offense, even without Keenan Allen. He had another good week this week. So he's just in like, let's see if I can pull up um, his stat lines because it's good week, bad week, good week, bad week, good week, bad week. So I, I tend to think if he just had a decent game that, uh, okay, so he's coming off two back-to-back 20-point performances. It's going to be hard, but if Allen's in, that's going to cut into his production. If Allen isn't in, more than likely he's going to be shadowed by Pat Sertan, who has been shutting everybody down. He had a really good game against Devontae Adams. So I just don't think it's a good matchup, especially if he's not the number one receiver. It's just going to be tough. Um, so I would sit him. Terry McLaurin, he's just a guy that's upsetting you throughout this season. Going up against Chicago, who is second against the uh, wide receiver position. And this is why Terry McLaurin has been a disappointment. Four of his five games have been under 15 points, and he has a single-digit game. Just, it's just tough. Just tough. And Chicago's not a slouch when it comes to guarding the receiver position. You don't know who it's going to be in that uh, offense for Washington. 
but it has yet to be Terry McLaurin. So I think you continue to sit him out this week. Then we will get to the tight end position. David Njoku going up against New England, who is 25th against the tight end position. Njoku's got over five catches and 70 yards in the last three weeks. He's getting targets. He's getting catches. He's getting yards. Sometimes he's getting touchdowns. He's getting all of the opportunities that I preach. Uh, So big game going up against New England, who is in that bottom tier for uh, play against the tight end. So let's take David Njoku. And then you know what? We'll go up against Taysom, or we'll take Taysom Hill. We'll take him this week. Going up against Cincinnati, who's 14th against the uh, tight end position. He had 34 points, four touchdowns, and no receiving stats last week at the tight end position. If he even gets half of that, you're going to be happy. I mean, if if he can get the job done and not even have to catch the ball and he's in the tight end position, take it. That That's a great play. Uh, so... Let's go ahead and play him again this week. Sit. We'll take uh, Gerald Everett off the table as well, going up against Denver, who's 20th against the uh, tight end position. That This one's sketchy because Gerald Everett is a guy who's been really consistent, but he's coming off a one-catch and two-yard game. It's going to be tough. Uh, tough sledding again against that Broncos defense, so let's not take him. And then I am sitting Hayden Hurst, who was just uh, in our Good Samaritans list. Don't get caught up in, oh, Hayden Hurst had a good game. It's probably not going to continue. C.J. Uzama last year had that big game. It was a while until he had another big game. Uh, Hayden Hurst going up against New Orleans. They're number one against the tight end position. He's coming off back-to-back touchdowns, yes, but New Orleans has not allowed a touchdown to a tight end this year. I think there's going to be a huge letdown from his 17-point uh, game in this week. So I would sit Hayden Hurst. All right, so let's finish up with the love and hate list. Love, We love Kirk Cousins as the quarterback this week. Going up against Miami, who's 31st against the uh, quarterback position. He's coming off of his best fantasy finish at 22 points in Miami. They've given up a 42-point week, which is a quarterback one week, 26 points, which was the quarterback three that week, and 20 points, which was the quarterback 10 that week. They've given up three top 10 finishes. Give me that matchup. Let's take Kirk Cousins, especially since he's got the weapon of Justin Jefferson. I think it's going to be a good game. So we are loving on Kirk Cousins at quarterback this week. Who are we hating? We're hating Russell Wilson going up against the Chargers, uh, who are 20th against the quarterback, but Wilson only has one one 20-point week, two weeks under 10. He's got a shoulder issue. Um, The Chargers are only allowing 20 points a game, and they've only allowed over 20 twice. Just not a good matchup. Not a good... In the Denver offense, they just can't get things going. So let's not be loving on Russell Wilson this week. At the running back position, let's take Leonard Fournette. We love Leonard Fournette against Pittsburgh, who is 25th against the running back. Uh, Fournette coming off that 10 catch, running back one week, huge week. think he's going to continue to carry it in against Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, week one, when the, the last time they gave up like a 
pretty good receiving stat line to a running back. They gave up 21 points to Mixon, who had seven catches. If Fournette continues to do what he did last week, continues to be a big part of the receiving game, oh boy, it's going to be another big week for him. At the running back position, don't ask me why, but I hate David Montgomery this week going up against Washington, who is sixth against the running back position. Montgomery's coming off of a decent 18-point performance. Washington overall against the run is 14th. So that's really not that terrible of a matchup. In two weeks of only single-digit points, uh, that that's what really scares me about Montgomery is his whatever is hurt fixed? Is it healed? Is it going to be okay? Or is he going to go down in this game as well? I just don't like it. I don't like Montgomery. I like Herbert more as the running back anyway, but uh, Montgomery was the guy last week. If he can stay healthy, it's going to be maybe okay, but I just don't trust it. I don't trust David Montgomery. We hate him this week. Wide receiver position, let's take Debo Samuel going up against Atlanta, who is 27th against the receiver position. Debo coming off back-to-back games with a touchdown. Can't ask for much more than just have your fantasy lineup scoring touchdowns, and he hasn't scored less than 10, and Atlanta has given up 20 points twice, 30 points twice. It's a great matchup. And again, Debo, kind of like Taysom Hill, is just very versatile, can get points from different places. I think he's going to be running the ball as well. So I think Debo Samuel is going to have himself a top five week this week going up against Atlanta. We love Debo Samuel. Again, don't ask me why I've got this guy on the list, but Marquise Brown going up against Seattle, who is seventh. Kyler Murray made it onto my start list. Don't know. I just don't know why I have this feeling about Marquise Brown. Uh, that's just going to be a tough week for him. Seattle is seventh against the uh, wide receiver position, and they've only given up a top 10 wide receiver once. That's crazy. I, especially because they're so bad on defense. So I just don't like them this week. Um, probably because I like this guy on their team more. My love tight end is Zach Ertz going up against Seattle. They are 30th against the tight end position. Ertz is the tight end four. He's got three weeks in a row with six catches. He's averaging 13 points. And Seattle gives up an average of 21 fantasy points to the tight end position. Gave up 31 in week four, 45 in week five. Of course, that was to Taysom Hill, who didn't actually catch the football, but Nonetheless, they're giving up a lot of points to the tight end position. I really like Zach Ertz, who is averaging 13 points a game, three weeks in a row with six catches. I think he gets even more this week because they just continue to leave him open, probably put more uh, focus on Marquise Brown. So I think it's going to be a great week for Zach Ertz. And then we'll end with our tight end hate of the week, Tyler Conklin. Going up against Green Bay, who is fourth against the tight end position. Uh, Conklin was doing so good. Looking really, really good for the tight end position. Like a guy that you could pick up off the waivers, get yourself 10 points, not have to think about your tight end position anymore. Well, with Zach Wilson, he only has eight points. 
and zero points in the last two weeks. Only had one target last week. Before Wilson, he was the tight end three. After Zach Wilson, he's now the tight end 12. So very, very tough uh, transition for Tyler Conklin. I don't like it this week either going up against Green Bay. Going to be a tough week. Uh, And he possibly could goose again, which would not be ideal for you. But that is it for today's fantasy show. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, Tune in tomorrow. We will have Dylan Corbett on for the Lucky Bets podcast. Uh, If you're watching live on Twitch, appreciate it. Thank you. And if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget, mornings uh, on Tuesday and Thursday, we go live on Twitch. Come be part of the discussion. Uh, and if you don't want to watch the show at all, you just want to listen, listen on Spotify, Apple music, anchor, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So tomorrow, Dylan Corbett for lucky bets Thursday, we will have the game day show before your Thursday night matchup, but that is it everyone. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next time.